Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to your week ahead with Mama Data Astrology live right here on the Inner Peace Lighthouse Radio Frequency. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time. Peace, Ashe. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us. We are live. We are ahead. We are in full effect right here on the Inner Peace Lighthouse radio frequency. Thank you. Thank you for joining us um, so we can get ahead and stay ahead to keep from having to get ahead. I know um, that y'all enjoyed last week's show. I enjoyed doing it um, just as much as any other show, but it's just always a pleasure and a delight to be back before you guys. Um, Definitely want to pay homage, honor, and respect our divine righteous ancestors for without whom we would not be here. Also to our fearless leader, Brother Ampu, for all of those who are in the gratitude to success class. All I have to say is woe and wow and thank you, thank you, thank you. So um, when I say at the end of each show, definitely to stay connected to myastrologycoach.com and Inner Peace Lighthouse Radio, I mean, I mean that. And I mean that as a, an encouragement that if you just need or want to be connected to some people that not only stay ahead, you know, astrologically, but just energetically stay ahead and on top of you know, anything that could come our way, okay? When you're <clears throat> when you're maneuvering through your life and you feel powerful, it's a far cry from maneuvering through your life feeling pitiful, okay? So that's what we do around here. That's what we do. Stay connected to Minister Jewel, the imagination guru. Stay connected to Tanika and Keisha, okay? We are all on the same team. I just did a quick sound check. I can be heard, so we're going to proceed. Um, Of course, you know, gosh, there's just so much going on, y'all, to wrap up this year and then throw a Mercury retrograde on it at that. I mean, the week we're living through right now contained Mars going into Pisces, leaving out of Aquarius on Monday. Mercury stationing retrograde right after that. Uh, Last quarter moon, I I believe is in Virgo, right after that on yesterday, Tuesday. Sun enters Capricorn and the winter solstice occurring today. So lot, lot, lots going on. We end the week with the Saturn Uranus trine, and then y'all can tell when I get to uh, discussing the week ahead what we got a lot going on in the week ahead too. So the week ahead is going to cover Sunday, December the 25th. Some people observe it as the Christmas holiday in the United States and abroad. Um, through Saturday, December the 31st, okay, the last year, the last day of the year on the Gregorian calendar, okay? I know this is not everyone's new year, but for those who it is, I will definitely hook you up with some what to expect energy-wise around the time of New Year's Eve, okay? 
Whew, y'all, let's get it. Um, <clears throat> sun enters Capricorn today. Uh, you can definitely click on the in the episode description for today's show, episode information. Um, down at the bottom, it reads, listen to last week's broadcast here. Feel free to click the word here. It'll take you to last week's show so you can get caught up on where we're at right now. We're ahead, remember, so today we're going to be talking about next week. <clears throat> and um, there's also a link within that episode information for Inner Peace Lighthouse, the one-click email access to Mama Dada for birth chart reports and much more, just to shout me out, say, hey, Astro Love Gifts, and a separate link for the Astro Love Gifts to support Mama Dada Astrology. You can make an Astro Love gift in any amount from $5 on the way, all the way up to $250, and you can select different quantities to make it the um, exact amount that you would like to share. And then we've got the clickable link for the subscriptions where you can get weekly phone consultations about anything you'd like to discuss. Um, <clears throat> of course, astrology-related is where my expertise is, and then uh, the weekly transit reports. So you can know ahead of time what to expect um, by way of planetary transits to your natal chart, which is very helpful, beneficial, and effective. All right, so with that being said, you guys, let's hit it. Um. Capricorn season, I've definitely already shouted you guys out, but I love my mama's babies who are Capricorn so much. I just want to take another opportunity to say happy, happy solar return to all mama's Capricorn babies out there. Uh, A dear sister friend of mine just had a little cuspy Capricorn baby girl today, so it's just that it definitely marks a time of celebration with the winter solstice running concurrent with the um, ingress of the sun into the constellation of Capricorn. So um, it, it's just a celebratory kind of season. We got all kind of holy days and holidays that different people observe, like Kwanzaa and Hanukkah and Christmas and New Year's and and certain um, astrological alignments that coincide with a lot of these holy days as well. Um, So uh, if you just look at it with the sun entering Capricorn signifying the official start of winter, um, then even that alone is is a significant shift where we're actually changing seasons. It is no longer the fall. Sagittarius represented the end of that. That's why it's a mutable sign because it's an energy where shifting is taking place and being flexible and adaptable is going to benefit you because, bam, right after Sag season you we come into Capricorn season, a cardinal sign. Cardinal sign by Capricorn is um, gives off an energy of initiation and beginning or starting things, okay? And this, um, as we discuss the new moon in Capricorn in our week ahead, you'll see that this is not your ordinary sun in Capricorn season, okay? We're going to have to read this Mercury retrograde that we just, stepped into Monday of this week on the 19th, we're going to have to read that energy into 
this Capricorn season, okay? So when we're talking about the Capricorn new moon and we're wanting to do something new that brings structure like Capricorn brings and brings order and discipline and brings, you know, foundation and um, responsibility and duty, it may not be all that brand new. This is not your ordinary new moon. We've got to read into it the retrograde, the returning, the going back, the giving things a second glance, giving things a second try, giving things a second shot, doing something over again, maybe more than once. Okay? <clears throat> and so for my for mama's Capricorns out there, I want y'all to read this also into your new year, your new solar year. If you're if you have a solar return today through January 21st, I believe, then you know your season. I'll say this: the closer to this Sun Mercury alignment, the more you would read read it the way I'm describing it right now. Of course, if you get further and further away from the sun and Mercury's conjunction, which is exact in our week ahead, when I say that you have to read Mercury retrograde into the sun and Capricorn season, I'm literally telling you that because the sun and Mercury are aligning, okay, in our week ahead on... I want to give you all the exact so y'all know I'm not just saying stuff. <laughs> Let me get it for y'all. There we go. <clears throat> in the week ahead, the sun conjuncts or aligns with Mercury. You can see this in the episode information as well. Um, on Wednesday, December the 28th, exact 12.47 p.m. in the afternoon central time, the sun aligns directly with Mercury, and I'll describe to y'all what that means, <clears throat> but you have to consider the the interpretation of it in terms of Mercury being retrograde instead of direct, okay? Um, so, yeah, as far as your new year, Capricorns, ahead, if your solar return is around this time, uh, I say between now around the 22nd and or the 21st. I apologize through the 28th and 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 in a few days beyond for sure. Maybe even up through the new year. Then you've got to read into your entire year ahead, Capricorn. This Mercury retrograde and maybe it's something that you begin or initiate here around the Capricorn New Moon on the 29th that colors significantly your year ahead. You may be working this whole next year on redoing something. Now that you know better, you you do better. That's a Capricorn lesson right there. Karma, getting what you deserve. Maybe you rounding your year out. From 2016, the Capricorn, thinking, you know, I didn't do this right, I screwed that up, I, sh- I want a second chance at this, this is it, this is it. Lucky you, you're having a solar return around the time of Mercury retrograde or during the time of Mercury retrograde. And so you can read that into your year ahead if you want to, Capricorn. It's yours for the taking. It's a gift. It's all a gift, even Mercury retrograde, believe it or not. Okay? 
That's what Mercury retrogrades are for, getting a new perspective, seeing things a different way. You saw them one way when Mercury was making its first original pass or transit through these particular degrees. Now that it's stationed retrograde as of the 19th, and it's appearing, keyword appearing, to move backwards, you're going to pass that same area of space again. That's a second chance, second time around, literally. Then Mercury is going to station direct after it is finished retrograding, and it's going to pass through that same area of space for a third and final time this go-round, okay? And so that's your Mercury retrograde for you. That's how you get another chance, a second chance, a third chance uh, to do something new, this Capricorn new moon. I'm going to get into it. I'm going to break down all um, where, what specific areas of life for your particular sun, moon, and rising sign that you can focus on between now and the 29th coming up, okay, Uh, the Capricorn new moon. So you can set your Capricorn new moon, you're only going to get one a year, okay? It's not going to come around again until about this time next year. So we are initiating, we are all, whether you're a Capricorn or not, we are initiating something new in a particular area of our lives. For Capricorn, it's like a smorgasbord. It's the first house. You get to kind of do what you want, make your wish. What do you want to take a chance at Capricorn? Got it. Boom. For everybody else, it's a particular area, and I will give you that information here very shortly, and you can make a more educated decision on what you want to do get uh, do over again, what you want a second chance at in a particular area, and put your energy, infuse your energy, your intention, your efforts into that, especially around this sensitive time between the 28th of Wednesday to uh, next Wednesday, as a matter of fact, and the 29th, which is the exact day of the Capricorn new moon, and through the 30th, okay, for sure. Now, I want to be even more clear because I don't want you to think, oh, just those three days, we can only do it on those three days. Those are the days of most significance, of most potency, of most power because the alignment is exact that day and those the days surrounding it. I'm including those days because, hell, the moon goes into Capricorn the Wednesday, the day before, a week from now, and it stays in Capricorn until 7.29 p.m. Central when it goes into Aquarius. So you got this window of time where this area of space where the new moon is occurring that we're in energetically, physically, literally, where we can make some new decisions this time around, where we can make some higher decisions this time around, where we can put some Capricorn on it and make some more responsible decisions this time around. We can make some some more mature decisions this time around, some more uh, dutiful and practical and and serious decisions this time around. We're going to, this time around, we're going to be the Capricorn. We're going to be the boss. We're going to be the parent. We're going to parent ourselves. How do we need to do it this time around, okay? We're going to take that stance, that that stance of authority that Capricorn rules, that stance of um, parenting that Capricorn rules, that stance of being the boss that Capricorn rules. 
you you the baddest boss when you can boss yourself. You don't need to call in to work. You're the boss. Be the boss here around the 28th, 29th, and 30th, especially in these areas that I'm going to outline for each sign. Be Definitely be the boss in that area. If I tell you the area for your sun sign is, uh, let's just say, the fifth house of love and romance and creativity and children and, and, and uh, fun and drama, be the boss at having fun, especially between the 28th and the 30th. Be the boss of uh, allowing your inner child to come out and play and enjoying your life. I know that Saturn rules Capricorn, and I know that historically Capricorn season can be a time when a lot of people, I, I opened up the show talking about all the celebrating folks doing around this time, but some people are not celebrating. And the spirit of Scrooge and Saturn and Capricorn, and I told y'all Saturn is serious and disciplined and dutiful, the very opposite of fun. But you can be the boss and you can discipline yourself and be dutiful to have fun and enjoy your life between the 28th and the 30th if this new moon is going through the 5th house for you. I'll break all of that down for each sign and tell you exactly what houses for your sun, moon, and rising sign you can expect to, you know, see success in and enjoy seeing tangible. Capricorn is an earth sign. I promise you the results are going to be tangible. They're going to be earthy. They're going to be results that you can reach out and touch. They're going to be results you can sink your teeth into. This is not a joke. It's not a game. It's a very powerful time of the year, even on today. And that energy is carried over into the 29th when we set off the Capricorn New Moon season together, okay? Um, Let's see here. Just rounding out the week that we're currently in right now. um, Let's see. The uh, Thursday, tomorrow, the 22nd, 1.31 p.m. Central, the moon does go void once it opposes Uranus for 19 hours and one minute, okay? So tomorrow afternoon, definitely through Friday rising, no, no, no new friends, you know, meet up with established people, people you already have connections with, no first dates, no major presentations, no large purchases, things of that nature. And as one of our mama's babies, precious mama's babies, reported back to me, uh, Void Moon is an excellent time to find any lost items in even pets, even beloved family pets that you've had for nearly a decade and a half that come up missing can be found in a void moon um, time frame. Friday, rising, 8.32 a.m. Central, the moon does enter Scorpio, okay? So uh, this weekend, is it could be intense because we will all be with the moon going through Scorpio this weekend for the better part of the weekend, starting Friday rising, uh, we're going to be emotionally satisfied to to engage in intense 
activities. <laughs> uh, Scorpio rep- is ruled by Pluto, which is the higher octave of Mars, and Mars, of course, is our sexuality, our sex drive, and so Scorpio and Pluto, Pluto are definitely going to represent the higher octave of that, the intensity, the taboo, the um, secretive and mysterious and the sultry and the, the, the digging deep and the, the intimacy. Um, and the, and like I've spoke on it before, this is that energy of if there's a door, if there's a door marked, enter at your own risk. When the moon, when the moon's in Scorpio, like it is this weekend, we're gonna open it wide open. We're gonna bust it wide open, and be like, what's what's behind here? We want to know. We want to dig deep. We want to uncover stuff. We want to research. We want to investigate. We want to go deep. We want to dig deep into our own psychology, into the psychology of others. If there's any secret to be found out, we're going to want to find it out this weekend, you know, um, with, like I say, within ourselves or others. Um, Scorpio is a watcher sign, so this could be an intensely emotional weekend, especially leading up to the Holy Day um, season and uh, that actual day, which for many uh, would celebrate on Sunday, that Sunday, the 25th. And so, let's see, yeah, we, uh, the Sunday, the 25th, the moon is still in Scorpio. How about that? I'm giving y'all a hint. <laughs> It's still in Scorpio until it does. The moon does not go into Sagittarius until nine nineteen p.m. Central Time. So for the good part of what is what is commonly referred to as Christmas Day, the moon's going to be in a in a very intense water sign. Emotions, okay? Stuff maybe it's some family stuff that might come out. <laughs> this. Christmas, you know, um, or, or maybe you tell something, maybe somebody else tells something. Scorpio governs like a purging energy where you go deep to purge it out, to, to gut it out. And so healing can take place in these waters, of course, okay? Um, detoxing uh uh, purging, like actually getting rid of the releasing is discussed in this area of space. Um, emotional honesty. When when when, I, when I've studied this energy before, Scorpio, Pluto, eighth house, same thing. The key, one of the keys in this area of space is honesty. It ain't no point in going deep, getting intimate, psychological, uh, uncovering secrets, researching, investigating. If you're going to attempt, and I I use that word very deliberately because it's not going to work in this area of space. You're going to have to be honest, manipulative. Some of the low vibrations of this energy is control issues, manipulation, jealousy, obsession. Can't, Can't do that. Can't do that in this in this area of space and get away with it. You can. You're just not going to get away with it. Scorpio going to uncover all that. So the best thing to do was it go, it goes in there Friday, Friday through Sunday. That's pretty much all weekend, y'all. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. It's it's an it's an emotional area of space. So please, by all means, 
be sensitive. It's Mercury retrograde right now, too. Definitely you're the same Mercury retrograde rules that or suggestions that always apply. Definitely apply now um, since it's such a intense area of space to be extreme. Scorpio governs all things extreme, okay? Uh, uh, Pluto rules power, you know, and, and like I always say, one of the most powerful things you can do is stay in control of your own self. Then you won't have to worry about low vibrational trying to manipulate or control nobody else. Pluto works best when it considers all parties being involved. If what you got to reveal or tell the truth about this weekend is only going to benefit your ego and the fact that you wanted to manipulate or control a situation around the time of the holidays, it's not going to work. But if what needs to be said, what needs to be expressed, what needs to be emoted is going to be healing, come on, Scorpio can heal. In the, in the, you can get some healing in these emotional waters. Something, going deep with something with your family, if it's absolutely necessary, Mercury's retrograde. If it ain't necessary, I wouldn't even touch it right now with Mercury's retrograde unless, once again, it's for the intent and purpose of that healing. Mercury retrograde is good, like I said, for doing stuff again. Maybe you said something, hell, how, however long ago, and you just didn't say that right or just didn't come out right or you just was misunderstood, then you could definitely get some of that out in this purging and detoxifying healing energy, and it will be for the benefit and good of all if your motives and heart and intentions is right and behind doing it, okay? The worst comes to push come to shove, shut up. <laughs> Mercury retrograde, think twice before you speak, think twice before you hit send on that text or that email, reread it before you hit send, and before you open that mouth and hit send on what you finna say, do the same thing. And and if it comes down to it and the right answer is to shut up, do that too. This All that is encouraged under this energy and influence, examining yourself and re-examining yourself, researching yourself and going deep with yourself, okay? So I think y'all get the picture by now. Um, eighth house is also, of course, you know, Scorpio governs that eighth house, and that's other people's resources and money, so clearly this could easily be a time where other people are sharing their resources with you, giving you money, giving you gifts, giving you, sharing with you um, their wealth of resources, okay? So it's really good energy. Like if you stay focused on the main thing, I think, um, and even Saturn trine Uranus that uh, is exact the next day, Saturday the 24th, um, after the moon enters Scorpio, Saturn in Sag at 20 degrees is in 120 exactly degree angle to Uranus and Aries at 20 degrees. Okay, so this is beautiful, beautiful energy. It's rare energy. It happens once this year. It happens twice next year. And it does not happen again for 30 more years until 2047 in March. And so I discussed it last week on the show, but just to recap, I mean, 
any positive changes you want to make in your life right now, that the Uranus breakthrough energy, the Uranus doing something new energy, the Uranus um, lightning, flashes of insight, um, sudden reversals, surprises, changes, if you just want to sum it up in one word, changes. This is the ideal time to make positive changes. It's trining Saturn and Sag. Saturn is going to bring the stability. Saturn is, why is Saturn bringing the stability? Because Saturn, the same energy I just told y'all governs Capricorn, is serious. It's mature. It's disciplined. It's about its business. It's the boss. It parents itself so it knows what to do and it does it. So you mix that in a beautiful, harmonious, 120-degree trine to um, to Uranus, and you have the right energy that you need to carry you for the next 30 years. It will have, it'll come into alignment twice more next year, but you know it'll carry you if you can go ahead and take the initiative. Uranus in Aries, Uranus change in Aries, the sign of courage, the sign of bravery, the sign of I'm not sitting around waiting on nobody to do it. I'm going to do it. The sign of the very first sign of all the 12 signs. So what that tell you? It's ready to go. Change is ready to go. Are you ready to go with the change? Are you ready to shift with the shift, right? Change normally can be very upsetting and erratic, but under this trine beautiful, harmonious gift of an influence and energy, you can make, we can make necessary change. We can make smooth transitions calmly, patiently, and very methodically with Saturn. Saturn's going to be practical. Saturn's going to do what needs to be done, and it's not in a hurry. It's the earth sign. It ain't in no hurry. So... um. Uranus also governs not just change but experimentation and thinking outside of the box and getting outside of your comfort zone. Um, And in fiery Aries, I mean, it should be a passionate expression. If you're not feeling passionate about um, who you are, Uranus governs the individual, the rebel, the... uh, you know, the weirdo, all the things that make us different from each other, like our fingerprints. So if anything, if, if if you can't be passionate about nothing, at least be passionate about you and expressing you and expressing your uniqueness, your unique talent, skills, and abilities amidst the change. You didn't even know you could be, you could you went so hard in the paint until you decided I need change or change is happening, I need to flow with the change and shift with the shift. And in that potency of your self-expression there in Aries, you know, you shining amidst the change. And Saturn just bringing that stability, bringing that, uh, when Saturn comes around and influences something, it lasts. It lasts, okay? There's There's longevity with it. Um. Yeah, doing doing tackling responsibilities in your own unique way and passionately. 
okay? It may take some time. You may have to break things down, complex things down. And Saturn that governs Capricorn rules order and practicality. And like I said, it ain't in a hurry. It's going to take its time and do it right. Um, Saturn that governs Capricorn can also be the teacher, okay? Along with the parent, it can be the teacher, the authority figure, the superior, the boss. And so um, teaching is, is definitely a change. You could be passionately making If That is some way that you naturally express yourself passionately. That would be favored. Um, learning as well, but definitely teaching. Um, and then breaking things down. Okay, what if you're not necessarily teaching it, but maybe you're making some powerful shifts and changes that bring out the best and the highest of your self-expression and who you uniquely are um, that later on you can do it in a teaching mode. Maybe you're doing something like me that ain't never been done before, ain't no blueprint to it. Uranus happens to govern astrology. (laughs) And so maybe you're doing something unique such as astrology, or maybe you're doing something that brings out your uniqueness and you are going, consider that you're going through it for the benefit of someone else later on. You're going through it now so you can teach somebody. It's nobody, I'm not going to say it's nobody, thank God for Brother Ampu, <laughs> uh, but outside of him and looking back at old C. Freeman L. videos, I mean, there's some definite... Uh, um, some ancestors that have taught astrology at just a pure level of of just beingness where it's just in them. When C. Freeman L. breaks stuff down and correlates it to scripture and different stuff, it's like, you know, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. Like, this is some ancient stuff that's coming through your DNA that you've given out here. This is not your typical astrology 101. It's so much deeper than that. It's so much more breakthrough than that, so much more original than that. And so uh, keep that in mind as well. You could also get recognition and gain respect from authority figures under this influence, and it may be a surprise kind of deal that you don't see coming, or it could um, be the initiation to some change that you didn't see coming based on that respect or recognition that you get from an uh, elder, authority figure, boss, teacher. Yeah. Well, it's all about, with this Mercury retrograde going on right now, it's all about doing doing old things in a new way or redoing things and putting, you know, the knowledge and wisdom that you've gained on this time around anyway. So in keeping with the energy of change and having to change the way you think about things and do things and move around, just know that Saturn's trying to Uranus right now should be making that a lot more smooth for us all, okay? That wraps up our current week. We are now jumping off into the week ahead. Starting with that Sunday, December 25th, okay? Like I said, we go into Sunday with the moon in Scorpio. As of 1.22 a.m. Central, though, keep this in mind. Now, I did just break down that the moon will be in Scorpio up until uh, 9.19 p.m. Central that evening when it enters Sagittarius. But 
as of 1.22 a.m. on Sunday Central Time. It's void, okay? The moon squares Venus, and it goes void. You know what? Let me pull this up real quick. Now, my mama's babies, they get the hookup. So I already have this information in their weekly uh, reports. Let me pull it up from their one of theirs real quick because I want to break this. I mean, shoot, why not? It's what is commonly referred to as Christmas Day. And ain't nobody got time for no surprises. <laughs> so let's break this all the way down. Uh, hold on. Weekly... I got y'all. I got y'all right here. Okay, here we go. Okay, I lied. Have I not? Oh, I just did that one for him. Okay, we haven't gotten to that yet. Well, let me put it to you like this. The sun is sextiling Venus. Wait. The moon is sextiling Venus at the time that, um, at the time, uh, Oh, that the moon goes void. Sorry, I was trying to type and talk at the same time, and Mercury is retrograde, and clearly my brain did not like that because it didn't work out too well. But um, here we go. Um, when the moon sextile Venus, and I'm give, I'm breaking this It may have taken me a few seconds longer than I wanted it to, but I'm breaking this down for y'all for a reason. Moon sextile Venus, sending the moon into a void status, for 22 hours and 58 minutes until the next afternoon. What the hell? I got way too many screens open, y'all. Just bear with me. Yes. Uh, moon sextile Venus uh, sending the moon into void status for 19 hours and 57 minutes. Um, until later that night when the moon enters Sagittarius is a good amount of time for the moon to be void. And most of us, many of us, will be with our families during that time. And so I wanted to mention what this moon sextile Venus energy kind of looks like because you can keep this in mind until 9.19 p.m. Central when we get some new energy, new fun. And if y'all are like uh, my family, y'all are up late, late, late into the night anyway. So maybe by the time the moon shifts into Sag, that's, honestly, that's around the time we break, we break out the uh, board games and card games and just stay up all night um, enjoying each other. So it'll be, that will be perfect this year, at least for us, for sure, because Sagittarius is that sign of fun and adventure and positivity and the humor, you know, so it'll be a really, really good energy for Sunday night. Now, Sunday during the day, while the moon is void after it sextiles Venus, when the moon sextiles Venus, we are less inhibited and more willing to indulge ourselves. Hint, hint, hint. Let me finish. Love and romance can be favorable. That's a good sign. Venus is Venus is a, a good energy anyway. When Venus comes on the scene, it's bringing the comfort, it's bringing the ease, it's bringing the art, it's bringing the beauty, and it's a sextile that the moon is making to Venus at the time it goes void. So it's, it's, it, it could definitely be a lot worse. 
Um, decorating, beauty, treatments, the arts, creative pursuits, parties, dates, and recreation are generally favorite now. Smile, laugh, and enjoy. Exactly. So it should still be decent. Um, the moon is void, so I can at least say this. <laughs> if there is some, you know, I just hate to even speak on it, but i got to speak on it just in case for y'all because I like to just give y'all a heads up. If there is some family tension or arguments or whatever, well, hell, the moon's going to be void most of the day. You can almost rest assured nothing will come of it, you know, that sticks. That's why I say don't do the interviews and the first dates during a void moon because probably not going to get much (laughs) out of the situation. But in a situation where something popped off and something went left and that's exactly what you want to hear, that nothing's going to come of it. And then with moon sextile Venus kind of coloring those 19 hours, um, you know, bring something. I'll put it to you like this. If you want to keep the peace this particular holy day season, do something Venusian. Bring some. uh, Venus rules Taurus. Taurus is all about that food. Why don't you bring a dish this, this year and make it yourself and put some love in it that's super special ingredient, (laughs) Um, why don't you, you know, bring over something for everybody to engage in that is creative or artsy kind of. That would be a way to kind of keep the energy high and light and beautiful and enjoyable. Venus, you cannot have a Venus energy influence like moon sextile Venus here and it and it be anything other than ease and comfort and beauty. Of course, the lower vibrations of Venus, let me hip you all to that game so you can recognize that if you see it and don't indulge. If you see some low vibrational Venus energy going on, you be the one, since you know, you be the one to raise the vibration. You see some, let me show you, let me tell you, for low vibration Venus, <laughs> you definitely going to see this. <laughs> it is going overboard, overindulging, okay? You're going to see people get on their third and fourth and fifth plate. That's low vibe. Raise the vibration. <laughs> and, you know, maybe that's when you break out, you know, some of these Venusian activities, creative activities for the family. Maybe start a new tradition that involves, um, you know, decorating an ornament. Everybody get an ornament to decorate. I don't know. I'm not big on these holidays, so y'all must excuse me. Um, uh, but that's, of course, high vibrational um uh, Venus, high vibrational Venus is also decorating. So maybe um, it's just so easy to over overindulge anyway, and it's so easy to overindulge anyway at a holiday. <laughs> so the lower vibrations of Venus are sure to pop up and pop out. I'm telling you, since you know about it, don't you be the one vibing low. You set the tone for the higher vibrations of Venus. Venus rules the love and the money and the romance and the appreciation. Come on. If you slow down and appreciate each plate that you get, you may not eat so many plates. How about that? Why don't you 
you know, bring you some, uh, do a creative project and bring over some to-go boxes and, you know, organize the to-go setup where you don't feel like you have to eat so many plates if you've done already. Okay, you really like this dish? Go on and pack you your plate ahead of time and, and, and take on the initiation of that effort and energy. You know, um, the moon is going to be in Scorpio. It's going to be void, but it's going to be void in Scorpio. So the energy of transforming something, doing something completely different from maybe uh, any holiday before this one is right on the menu. The Scorpio energy is transformative from a caterpillar to a butterfly, rising from the ashes like a phoenix. Maybe, especially since Mercury is retrograding, maybe you bring back an old, come on, Mercury retrograde, maybe you bring back an old tradition that y'all used to have and do something new with it. <laughs> Raise it from the dead and and have a rebirth on Christmas. Come on. So I want y'all to just master this and, and call in next week and tell me how uh, delightful it was when you did some old transformative stuff on Christmas and everybody followed suit and joined in. Now, it may not stick because the moon is void, <laughs> but it'll you'll flow right on into the moon going into Sag later on that night with grace, with ease, and able to enjoy the luck of Sagittarius, the positivity of that energy, the adventure and humorousness of that energy. And you can sit back and laugh and not be in a <laughs> comatose state because of all them plates you ate. You'll be laughing, enjoying, playing games because you done packed up your plates and said you're going to eat good on that for the next couple of days. You're going to be all right. <laughs> so keeping it moving, y'all, um, especially to color in more of this um, day, Sunday, on the 25th also at 7.23 a.m. Central, the alignment of all alignments. <laughs> Venus trine, Jupiter at 20 degrees, Venus 20 degrees, Aquarius, Jupiter 20 degrees, Libra. Uh, we've had this alignment twice this twice this year already, February the 10th and May the 10th. We only have it once next year, July 18th and twice in 2018. So definitely, definitely take advantage. Uh, but December 25th we have it, and we don't have it again until July 18th of next year. So Take full advantage of such a beautiful alignment. This is one of those alignments that if you were born under Venus, Tron, Jupiter, and I forgot to bring up my celebrities with the Venus, Tron, Jupiter. I've mentioned it before when we've had this discussion. Likely it was around uh, May the 10th. But these people, this is like one of the best alignments to be born under. You've got the planet of love and money, Jupiter, I mean (laughs) Venus, and you've got it in the most easy, harmonious relationship to the planet, the the great benefic, the planet of luck, the planet of abundance, Jupiter, that governs Sagittarius and he used to govern Pisces. So... I mean, it, it. I just told you every time Venus comes through, come on, is bringing the ease and the comfort. And so trying that with Jupiter that expands and grows and advances in energy like Venus, and come on, you got one of the best alignments and aspects of all time, 
highly coveted in astrology. So what I'm telling, what I'm making a point to emphasize that for, is that right there on Christmas Day, in the middle of a void moon, you have going exact one of the most favorable alignments of all time in astrology. I want you to intend now to take full advantage of it and don't let nobody take you on a low vibrational trip that you don't want to go on that day because you're setting the tone. You're setting the tone from now until it aligns again. When Venus trines Jupiter, you got access to optimism, plenty of it. You hear me? Plenty of love, plenty of good cheer. You don't, you don't even need no holiday cheer in your cup on the 25th. You're going to be good. You're going to be straight. And you definitely, like I said, with the low vibrational Venus, with uh, moon sextile and Venus while the, uh, the moon is void in Scorpio that day, you want to watch for overindulging. So make sure you own more of that natural good cheer that's going to be um, in abundance for us as a result of this Venus trine Jupiter alignment. And that way you don't need as much liquid cheer <laughs> that might keep you from overindulging in that area. Um, this transit is so looked forward to, and it, it, it is very, it is of special interest, especially in terms of love and money. Make sure on that day that you are in a mode of appreciation. I mean, I, I've seen it, y'all, with my own eyes, and the parents don't even correct the poor children, and they have no idea that they are setting themselves up energetically for a hot, dirty mess that they didn't even never want. Make sure that you are a shining example of on this day in abundance, appreciation. Let your middle name on the 25th be appreciation. Hi, I am Mama Appreciation Dada, and I all I do today is appreciate. Whatever somebody got the nerve to bliss you with, say thank you from the heart. I don't care if it's an ugly, uh, 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 ugly holiday sweater. Look, I am so thankful for this ugly holiday sweater because somebody thought about me, and they wanted me to be warm, and they know that I, if I get cold enough, I'm not going to care what ugly print is on the front of this sweater. I'm going to put it on, and I'm going to be thankful. That's what you got to do. You got to make sure that at all costs, somebody come talking crazy to you. Oh, well, I thought you was going to be this by the time I saw you again at the holidays. You know what? I'm so thankful that you have high hopes and expectations for me, and I apologize if you feel as though I have not met your expectations. Why don't we sit down and discuss some ways that you can assist me in furthering my goals or reaching my goals between now and the next holiday I see you at then. You can flip it, dear babies. You can flip it. You can make sure that when Venus is trining Jupiter on the 25th Sunday, that you are in the vibration necessary to receive all the benefits that the great benefic wants to bestow upon you. Don't miss out because somebody else. Don't miss out. You can't blame nobody if you miss it. You just got to say, I didn't want it. I didn't want to be in a good vibration. I didn't want to be in a, I didn't want to be in line, alignment with 
love and money and appreciation and thankfulness. I didn't want to be in alignment with abundance and optimism and good cheer and plenty of love. And you just have to accept that as the truth. It's, it's, we're still in Sag New Moon season. You don't have to accept that truth. At the time, we'll be in Capricorn New Moon season, though. Um, and that just may be that parent energy that comes out. No, you don't. You know, <laughs> I don't know if y'all used to get whooping, but, you know, it's like, no, no, you didn't want it. That parent energy where it's like, you didn't want it. If you wanted it, you would have disciplined yourself. Come on, Saturn, Capricorn energy. If you wanted it, you would have been serious and responsible and mature. You would have restricted yourself from overindulging. Saturn brings the boundaries. You would have drawn a line in the sand and you wouldn't have crossed it. You didn't want it. You just have to accept that. And since Saturn and Capricorn governs karma and lessons learned, then maybe next time you will have figured it out by then. But we're going to try to hit it on this on this go-around, y'all. we got a few days before the 25th. Um, <clears throat> under this influence, I told y'all Venus governs beauty and arts and all that. So um, <clears throat> you could definitely appear more attractive if you are. Once again, this is one of the most favorable alignments for love and money. So if you are seeking love, if you are seeking money, but especially the love, um, you're going to appear more attractive around this time. And you're going to, I promise you, you're going to appear even more attractive if you got the nerve to be running around here around the 25th being optimistic, being appreciative for everything that you got already before anybody put anything else in your hand. And 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 you're going to be bringing that ease and comfort with the energy you come to, into the room with. You come through the room with homemade this, and I put my little love on this for everybody, or here's a creative project for us to work on at the end of the night when people get, when they done caught that itis and that drink done caught up to them and things start turning left. Hey, I'm bringing the ease and comfort, y'all, in abundance. And so this energy also uh, brings a relaxing, you know, like I said, the ease and the comfort um, and, and more affection, more affection. You may notice that and you may want to be the initiator of that. Look, whatever you, you can't give what you don't have. And if you have the affection to give to somebody, just go hug somebody. Do this. Hug the person you least want to hug and watch what happens. And call back up here and tell me what happened. Hug that person first. And just tell them you love them. Just eat. Mercury's retrograde. You ain't trying to say no whole bunch anyway. That's All that's going to do is set a trap for you to get caught up in, especially still... Well, like I said, it'll be Capricorn New Moon season then. But uh, so, yeah, you definitely want to pare down and discipline your words anyway. Mercury is retrograde in Capricorn. So it ain't about saying a whole lot. It's just about showing that love, showing that Venus, showing that money, putting money where your mouth is, putting your affection where your mouth is. You love me, show me. Don't wait. Not when Venus is trying Jupiter. You're not waiting. 
you're initiating because that's just going to breed more of the same. If you're sitting around waiting, that's going to breed more of the same, sitting around waiting. But if you're initiating, guess what happens when you initiate? It tends to be reciprocated. You tend to cause a ripple effect. It may not come back from the person you showed it to. It may come back from somebody else, but that's not the point. The point is you are accessing this energy on its highest vibration. That way you're not worried about no low vibrational BS. It gets to miss you. You get to rise above it. You get to be beyond it. You get to be above that bull crap. It's a good energy, Venus, Trine, Jupiter to date under, um, but definitely, like I said, you, you, you wouldn't be doing no new dates on the 25th, but it's definitely also good for mending any stressful relationships, so that's why I'm um, encouraging y'all to take that first step. If it's, a, if it's a step in the direction of ease, if it's a step in the direction of comfort, if it's a step in the direction of affection and love and money, do it. Initiate it. Don't wait. It's all for you, in the illustrious words of Janet Jackson. <laughs> um, socializing. Venus is definitely a planet represent, representing socializing. So that's going to be favored. You might be exceptionally popular during this time. That could easily occur. Like I said, we, we, we are appearing more attractive under this influence. So, um, and Jupiter uh, governs that Sagittarius frequency. So, um, amusement parks, adventurous activities, that may be something that, that you know, maybe y'all, before the energy starts getting a little too deep or too extreme under this uh, void moon in Scorpio, y'all cut out to a, a nearby amusement park or something. Can't argue, fuss, or fight on the roller coaster. I mean, I guess you could try. <laughs> um, it's just, it's just a, it's a stress-free time. If, you, if the 25th come up and you're stressed out, if you're with your family and somebody is, you know, showing that they're stressed, they're just ungrateful. About as simple as I can make it. It ain't no way to be stressed under Venus trying Jupiter energy unless you are ungrateful. You just don't appreciate the beauty. You don't appreciate the affection. You don't appreciate the art and the love and the money. Because it's going to be in abundance. So anybody got the nerve to be sitting up looking crazy is just blinded by their own ungratefulness. And so that's where you're you, you initiating the affection, you initiating the creativity, pull them up. Well, why don't we do this? Or, you know, can I get a hug? You know, I really missed you. I love you, you know. Don't don't you be the, the Scrooge, the negative Nancy, but if you repeat that in somebody else, that's where you have a divine opportunity because you know what's going on astrologically, energetically, spiritually to put something in the bank. Come on. I'm not playing. Put something in the bank when Venus is trying in Jupiter. Literally, cash-wise, 
Give everybody in the family a dollar. Do something. And utilize this energy to your advantage. Set the tone from now until when it aligns again. This is a very auspicious alignment. That's why I'm taking a minute to talk about it, okay? I want to keep going because i got to give you all these. Uh, yeah, we got, we're at the halfway point. i got an hour left. Um, I'm, the next one I'm going to camp out on real good is the new moon in Capricorn for these horoscopes for y'all, okay? And the astrology of that new moon, as, this new moon as well. Um, while Venus is trining Jupiter in our week ahead on Sunday, December the 25th, 1233 p.m. Central, uh, Venus at 20 degrees Aquarius also sextiles a lesser aspect than the trine, but still very harmonious and favorable um, sextile Saturn, okay? Once again, Saturn brings the lasting influence, the influence of an enduring energy, okay? And in the sextile to Venus, there is an opportunity there, especially amidst this climate of Venus trining Jupiter and all the love and money and appreciation and abundance. That love, money, and appreciation also has an opportunity to endure, okay? With Venus sextile Saturn coming up on the same day, the 25th, know that the love and the value that we all are going to want to feel, whether it's that Scrooge sitting off at the corner in the house full of people, the only one over there looking mad, or or if it happens to be our prayer is not you, but... Um, the love and the value that we want, we want it to be Saturnian, that same energy that I've been talking about this whole time that governs Capricorn, that is enduring, that is long-term, that is sustaining, that is serious and true, traditional, okay? Um, if you're already in a relationship, you're, the Venus sextile Saturn means you're going to be looking for more stability per se, uh, like reassurance or commitment. Um, but you're also going to be in a mode of being very responsible to your love partner, okay? That's one way this energy can play out. Um, as far as being single and new relationships on the horizon, they, they, if you were to initiate a relationship around this time, it's not going to be a hidden and quitted type of thing. It's going to be more long-term in its influence under this sky, okay? <clears throat> you probably attract a Capricorn type, someone who is very serious, someone who is very responsible and dutiful, Okay. Um, even the, they call them May-December relationships where one is significantly older than the other, that type of energy can kind of play out under this as well, where there's a um, significant age difference. Um, and then love, all things relating to love and money are going to be dealt with in a very practical sense, a commonsensical, you know, approach. And so... Um, um, uh, like I said, Saturn can also bring that the boundaries and the restriction and the paring down. So you could find in love or money situations or relationships in your life, social relationships and situations where this is a op sextiles or opportunities, opportunities to have a gift, opportunities to have a trine, opportunities to have harmony. Um, it could be an opportunity for you to finally get some 
harmonious conditions going in your social life, in your love life, in your money life as you pare down, as you restrict, as you set up boundaries. So it could play out that way as well. Either way you slice it, Venus is sextile and Saturn in our week ahead on Sunday, the 25th, and it's also um, favorable for the money and the business. Um, um, especially any business relating to the arts is going to be very favorable. Arts, beauty business, um, um, social business, uh, relationship business should go well. Um, this is a good energy for, you know, seriousness and dutifulness in our love and money, um, specifically when it comes to money. Being dutiful to start a savings, you know, being dutiful to pay off any debts, okay, that it could play out that way as well as an opportunity. You get an extra influx of cash or, or, or resources on Christmas, hey, this would be a good time to, to be smart about what you do with it. I mean, you know, it's always next year to Black Friday shop and get a really good deal on something, but maybe you need to make a more responsible decision and parent yourself to say, you know what, let me do the mature thing. Let me do the practical thing. Let me do the responsible thing. Let me do the dutiful thing and, you know, and restrict myself and set up a line that I will not cross and don't cross it. Um... It's really good for the the arts and beauty businesses, relational businesses, um, especially if they require organization and order because Saturn's going to bring that, okay? If you need to add order to your Venusian business, this is going to be a beautiful alignment for that as well. People born with Venus sextile in their natal chart. I don't have the celebrities on that one this week either. I know y'all like that when I tell y'all that um, a particular alignment. It would. I'm, I'm mentioning the celebrities, you guys, because I'm showing you, you may have been born with Venus sextile Saturn in your chart. And if you were, then that's going to make you more dependent on companionship, Right? You can survive alone and and could um, probably desire only to have a small number of friends, but you're aiming for loving relationships. If you're born under Venus, sex, South Saturn, these people would be very loyal. They'd be very reliable, Saturnian, responsible, disciplined. You can count on them in relationships and and this is how these people show their love and affection. They show their love and affection by being there every time. They show their love and affection by not going nowhere. Long-term commitments, these people probably more than likely engage in more times than not. And these people will be less inclined to display a whole lot of affection in public. Their affection would be restricted or boundaries placed on uh, when and where they show affection, okay? Keeping it moving there on Sundays when the moon finally enters Sag, I did give y'all uh, a pretty good in, uh, preview of that when I was discussing it earlier. So it's going to, things are going to flow a lot more freely. Um, definitely, I will mention this. I mean, yeah, it's fun and adventurous and humorous in the area of Sagittarius, but it's also very blunt. Very straight to the point. 
shortest distance between two points is a straight line type of energy. And so, but once again, Mercury is retrograde. So by all means, tell your truth, but, you know, think twice and make sure that you, um, you know, you've got the best intentions when you open your mouth to say something later that night. And for the next couple of days that the moon's in Sag after that, um, Monday, the first day of Kwanzaa, and Tuesday, the moon's in Sag those days as well. Um, Monday the 26th, Jupiter finally opposes Uranus. They've been in this, like, lining it up. <laughs> Uh, the last time Jupiter opposed Uranus was in 2003, August the 30th. So we, we, it's 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 bound to be a doozy since it's been what 14, 12 years, 13 years since it happened last. Um, it's going to happen only once this year, and then it'll happen twice next year in 2017. It won't occur again until 2031. Okay, and for um. For all of us, as Jupiter comes into exact opposition with Uranus, uh, we're going to feel an increase, greatly increase. Y'all know I just got through talking about Jupiter, the expander, the advancer, the grower, the benefic. And so, um, and it's opposite Uranus, which is that same breakthrough change energy. Okay, so you even just with those key words, you can start to get a picture of what's playing out here. Expansion, growth, abundance. On one side of the tug of war rope, <laughs> Uranus change, rebellion, you know, surprises on the other end. And it's either going to be a tug of war or it's going to be the perfect balance. We get to choose. That's the beauty of astrology. We get to choose, especially when we make ourselves aware and conscious in advance, ahead of time. Jupiter opposite Uranus is going to make our need for personal freedom and expressing our individuality and um, our need for change. It's going to increase that. Okay? You're going to want, if you are in any kind of restrictive situation or uh, relationship or um, agreement with you, going to want to break free under this influence greatly. Jupiter's there expanding what already is Uranus energy that wants to break free even more. Um, and, and, and Uranus also is a very stimulating energy, okay? So we could find that our need for stimulation, our need for excitement, our need for surprises, our need for change and stepping outside of the box and getting outside of our comfort zone increases, okay? Anything that's trying to stop you from having your fun, doing what you want to do, expanding, being yourself, letting your um, uniqueness show and shine, you're going to feel a strong urge to rebel or react, okay? Uh, you know, Uranus has a shock value to it. Like I say, Uranus rules the lightning. I bet you if lightning struck right beside you, it shocked the crap out of you. <laughs> if it actually hit you, it would literally shock you. Uranus rules electricity. So um, Jupiter's here just to expand that in this opposition, 
and the opposition can be antagonistic. You may find this opposition show up in you. Your own need for, for you. maybe you uh in a tug of war with yourself. You know you want to break free. You know you want to break loose. You know you want to break through. You know you want per- your personal freedom and space. And Jupiter just, and you like just scared. You know, Jupiter just want to expand and grow and you advance. And you're like, oh, I want to be free, but I'm scared of growing. I want to be independent, but I'm scared of expanding. I want to be, I want to break out and break through but I'm scared of advancing, scared of the higher learning that's going to be involved. I'm scared of the long-distance journey I'm going to have to go through. It's going to take a long time to get my freedom. So you can see that opposition play out internally, or you can see it play out externally where you actually are dealing with reflections of likely reflections of what's going on internally through the outside. Um, where you feel like you're actually being opposed by somebody. Um, it could definitely be, I want y'all to be on the lookout for, with Uranus, these sudden and unexpected events. How do you be on the lookout for sudden and unexpected events? How are you? How do you be on the lookout for lightning? How do you be on the lookout for breakthrough? Who knows when breakthrough is going to come? How do you be on the lookout for that? You're on the lookout for it energetically because you're not acting scared. You're ready. Uranus is in Aries right now. We're not sitting around waiting on change. We're initiating the change. We're not sitting around scared that uh, something sudden and unexpected is going to happen. We are consciously aware, stepping out of our comfort zone, stepping out of the boxes we have put ourselves in, and we're going with the flow. We're shifting with the shift, and we're staying ready for change to keep from having to get ready for change. That's how. So then we don't have to worry about no sudden event that, you know, releases a buildup of tension and leads to major change in circumstances because we are on the cusp of that change. We're not waiting for it. We're leading it. We're on the cutting edge of the change. We're doing something new anyway. If anything, we're redoing so much stuff with Mercury Retrograde and putting the newness on it. We're doing something old in a new way. We're changing stuff anyway right now. So if you're in that mode, if you're shifting with the shift, if you're ahead of the game and the curve and you're turning corners like a pro and you're finding that balance, instead of the tug of war within yourself where you're, you know, pulling a little bit of that weight off of being scared and sliding it more towards, you know, I'm not going to be scared to grow and expand and advance and learn and and go on long-distance journeys. I'm going to face Jupiter, not with fear, but with power and love and thankfulness and appreciation so that I can find this perfect balance with the change, the Uranus energy, the change that wants to take place in my life. The change is coming, whether you want it or not. That's the kicker about this. Like I said, you can leave it pent up and, and, and untapped into and undealt with, and then some old unexpected stuff happen, or you can tap into it directly and not leave it pent up, but let it out. Let the real you come out. 
This is the age of Aquarius, which is ruled by Uranus. So they want to rebel and be free, not rebel just for the sake of rebelling, but rebelling for the sake of freedom. It's an astrological spiritual concept, not a government-issued concept. The more restricted we have felt, or the more we have restricted our own selves, the more upsetting change is likely to be at this time, okay? Um, just stay flexible. Whenever Uranus is involved, flex on it. Stay flexible. Some come up and change your course, or like I said, if, you have, if you've been too afraid to change your own course and infuse some newness into your own routine and that is done for you as a result of that, then at that point, the key, the key word is to just stay flexible, stay open-minded. All change, look, all change is good change. Change is better than no change. Like make yourself love the crap out of it because you already let yourself get to the point out of fear that it had to be thrust upon you anyway. So if it's thrust upon you, embrace it. That's the best thing you can do is embrace, embrace the change and shift with that shift. I'm going to keep it moving, y'all, because I definitely want to hit up these new moon horoscopes, and I do see. I see y'all on the line. I appreciate y'all for listening and showing your love and support. Um, let's keep it moving with these horoscopes. Um, Mercury does sextile Neptune, and I'll dig more into that as I uh, read through some of the my notes on the um, Capricorn New Moon astrology. But I'm going to go ahead and skip that because I would hate to like spend major time on Mercury sextile Neptune here when I'm already going to talk about it a little later and and cut down on time for giving y'all these good horoscopes. But on Monday, December 26th at 10, 19 p.m. Central, Mercury does sextile Neptune, the planet of, oh, it does it again. I was about to say it just sextile Neptune on the 10th. Yep, it's sextile Neptune on the 10th, and now it's doing it again in retrograde motion at 9 degrees Pisces for Neptune and 9 degrees Capricorn for Mercury. So yeah, I was I want uh I think I put that in the notes to discuss the, any observations on Mercury sextile Neptune which I just love. I guess in a Mercury retrograde where it kind of feels I've always likened Mercury retrograde to either Mercury going through the 12th house which is Neptune ruled. Um it was some other thing I likened it to. But this is one of the influences. But with a sextile to Neptune, that lets me know and see it was sextile Neptune going direct. And now here in the week ahead, it's sextile Neptune as it's in retrograde motion. And I just love it. I love the practical, rational, lower, so to speak, mind in a in a mildly harmonious aspect to Neptune in Pisces at that where this Pisces energy that Neptune rules, which formerly Jupiter, who now rules Sagittarius rules, um, is a harmonious flow, you know, for a more spiritual mind, for a more compassionate mind, for a more forgiving, understanding, accepting, surrendering mind. Of course, all that could be a recipe for a disaster if you're not protecting your energy and you're about around some really low, low vibrational entities because you would be easily influenced by them. You would be easily susceptible to their energy. They would be very easy to drain your energy. 
Um, but it's the sex style. If you're vibrating high and you're taking care of all these mercury retrograde um, mandates anyway, you're careful over your communications, careful over your planning and paperwork, careful over any documents you're signing, careful in communications um, that are of any importance, then this Mercury sextile Neptune influence is just beautiful for us. Um, creativity, communication, spiritual pursuits, um, high intuition with Neptune, like going with your gut, and information being received from spiritual realms, um, dreams, meditation, ancestors, spiritual guides, angels, okay, chance encounters with um, Neptunian entities or energies or beings or frequencies, you know. So anything creative, it's a beautiful time to do it, um, especially um, adding creativity to something mercurial like writing, um, or anything with your hands that's creative would be good. Okay, uh, definitely not good for anything technical or anything you have to, like, concentrate on, okay, because Neptune's going to diffuse all that, dissolve all that, merge all that, and blur all that. So it's more good for things you don't have to have a focused mind on where you get to allow your mind Neptunian bliss, you know, of just being free, meditative, imaginative is any imaginative pursuit. Um, even watching a movie would be good. That's going to be good there. Um, Jimi Hendrix was born under this influence, so that ought to give you an idea of the energy when you're born under it. Okay, the 27th, Tuesday, 2.07 a.m., the sun sextiles Mars, another minor influence, uh, but since it's involving the sun, the same sun that is conjoined the moon at the time of this new moon in Capricorn, then it holds definitely some more weight. Sun sextile Mars is going to give us confidence boosts, which we're going to need to initiate some of these much-needed changes where we're redoing things, we're doing old things in a new way. Um, physical strength and vitality, courage, bravery, okay, um, physical activities that are done at this time, it will be excellent for that. Mars is that energy, the drive, the passion, the sexual energy that it takes to do anything like exercise, manual labor, sporting events, fighting, anything competitive. And then business activity should go well. Mars and uh, the sun play a role in that. Um Definitely with the sun and sextile to Mars, use that energy. I had to, a lot of my mama's babies had some significant Mars transits last week, and I was encouraging them with all this Mars and energy. Make sure you have something to do. <laughs> this is aligned exactly on the 27th. I want y'all to be looking out for this even on the 25th because Mars show up early. Mars rule that first sign, Aries. They want to be first. They want to be first out the gate. That's what you got to look out for with these Mars transits. Have something productive to do, even if it is on the 25th. Like I said, if the energy in the room start getting a little wonky, hey, why don't we walk around, walk up the block and look at Christmas lights and cut, I don't know, something physical. Why don't we walk, take a walk around the block and walk off, uh, you know, work off this last round of plates before we eat another round of plates, something like that. What, what is not, when, when Mars energy is full and active and heavy like this, 
what it's not a good time for is just sitting around and having unspent sexual energy, unspent physical energy, unspent passionate energy, unspent driven energy. If you want to do something, do it. Margin energy governed by Aries, it may be something you want to do alone. Maybe you just get yourself up and walk around the block if don't nobody else want to go because you know what you can't do is sit up in the room, idle, energy, wanting to get spent, and you just end up looking at people. That's not going to work. Not this week, okay? Um, this is the only alignment of its kind this year. It will not align next year. It aligns next on January the 10th of 2018. So make it count. Things that you put off in the past, this is the time to tackle it because Mars is going to bring that courage, the bravery, the impetus. It's not sitting around waiting on anything to get it done. That's why I say you may want to do it on your own, whatever it is, because you're not going to have the patience for somebody who's not necessarily utilizing their margin energy in a high vibration. Maybe they didn't feel like getting up walking around the block, and they'd rather just set up and cuss somebody out and spend their energy that way. People like Della Reese and Coretta Scott King, who were born with Sun Sextile Mars, they're going to tend to have a more playful or youthful appearance, and they tend to be stronger built, um, and they tend to be competitive people, okay? Um, they, they can work well with others, but their drive and initiative can be such that they work better alone. You know, maybe with Martin Luther King off doing his travels and his work, that Coretta was okay with the children because, hell, she didn't need. What I tell you, Mars ain't sitting around waiting on nobody. It's getting done whatever it needs to get done, and it'll get it done by itself if it needs to. Della Reese, too, you can see her leadership and her, um, uh, you know, her drive in the field of comedy that was mostly saturated with men. The, the margin energy is a more masculine energy, even when it shows up in a woman. Tuesday, December 27, 7.45 p.m. Central, the moon sextiles Venus and goes void. The moon goes void for 13 hours and 27 minutes until Wednesday, December 28, 9.12 a.m. Central, when the moon enters Capricorn. This is pivotal. This is a key point in the week, y'all, a week from today. 9.12 a.m., the moon enters Capricorn, and you can begin then, like I told y'all early in the show, you can begin then to, to contend with, to align with, and play with, and manipulate these Capricornian energies for your benefit, for your year ahead in the area of your chart I'm going to break down here in just a second. <clears throat> Capricorn is an earth sign. It wants to do something. It wants to have something to show for what it is doing or has done. It wants to produce something of substance, something that will last. So that's good energy for business, okay? It's good energy for parenting. It's good energy for building anything of substance in your life, with the moon being in Capricorn, we're going to be emotionally satisfied 
we can put all of our emotional energy good. But by this time, it'll be the 28th. Crystal would have been the 25th. Maybe some, maybe some low vibrational situation did happen on the 25th. Guess what? By the 28th, when the moon enters Capricorn, and for this new moon in Capricorn season that is just going to start a day after this, uh, after the moon enters Capricorn, then it'll be good to channel all those emotions into applying it to whatever you want to initiate in this area of business, in this area of something having substance to it. These are the days when the moon's in Capricorn where you can push past obstacles, you can apply extra discipline and patience and maturity and seriousness and delay gratification, okay, um, into your goals, into your life direction, into wherever you're headed, okay, into your public responsibility that Capricorn rules there in the 10th house with Saturn. Um, we're going to be emotionally satisfied to put our energy into something that has last value. This is not the time where we experiment with new stuff. We're dealing with the tried and true here, okay? Um, We want to invest in things that are going to bring us a solid return. So we're going to be looking at things through a practical eye, even relationships, and we're going to be ready to see how we can make changes, fundamental, foundational, structural changes that make our life run a lot better. Not in theory. This is an earth sign. Practically, where you can see it with your eyes, materially, where you can reach out and touch the change, where you can reach out and touch what you've built. Okay? The real world, this is the very opposite energy of Neptune and dreaming and fantasy and merging and meditating and imagining. and No, this is getting it done. What, okay, what needs to be done? This step, that step, that step, got it. I'm going to work on this step till I finish it. Then I get to that next step, and however long it takes me to get through all these steps, that's what Capricorn energy is here for. Any type of uh, business collaborations. Um, now, keep in mind, Mercury is retrograde. So I wouldn't be collaborating on no business with some brand new people. Now, if y'all collaborated before or started working on something before it didn't really finish, this is perfect for that, giving old things a new try, a second look, redoing, do over, try again, second chance. That's the motto for this Capricorn new moon season because you got to throw Mercury retrograde on it. Two days before the sun went into Capricorn today, two days ago, Mercury stationed retrograde. It's going to be retrograde through the new year. Got to read that into the astrology. Um This also could be a time where we become the authority or we act or speak with authority on a matter. We could be working with authority figures like a mentor or um, upholding some longstanding tradition or taking control of a situation, bossing up, right? Uh, The very next day, uh, Wednesday, December the 28th, 12.47 p.m. Central, 
Sun conjuncts Mercury. That alignment I started the show talking to you all about because I'm talking about the sun in Capricorn, seven degrees, the very same degree of the new moon um, in alignment with Mercury, seven degrees Capricorn. Now, this is a very frequent alignment. It's already happened one, two, three, four, five, six times this year. This would be the seventh, and it looks like it happened six times next year. So it's it's pretty frequent probably because, first of all, sun and Mercury already run so close together. You're never going to have a sun opposition Mercury. They will never be 180 degrees apart, never. It never <laughs> So the sun's either going to conjunct Mercury, it's going to sextile Mercury, it's going to semi-sextile Mercury. And so these these uh, sun sextile sun conjunct sextile and semi-sextile Mercuries happen pretty frequently. When the sun conjuncts Mercury, as we've discussed before plenty of times here, at least six times this year already, um, that does put the focus on all things mercurial. The sun light is shining on Mercury directly in perfect alignment with Mercury. So it puts the focus on our thinking and communications, and and it can be a very Mercury is a real busy energy when you when you running around doing all kind of errands and. That's Mercury energy, the short trips, the errands, the, you know, going up the street, riding on the bus, getting on the train, riding your bike, walking, all of that's mercurial. Letters in the mail, sending off emails, texting people, tweeting 160 characters, posting on Facebook, sharing on Instagram, all that's mercurial. You're using your mind, your thinking, communications, movement, travel. So the sun shining a light on that here in the week ahead when it aligns directly with the sun. Um, the sun is what's bringing the focus. Our focus is going to be on mercurial things, okay? We could be getting, uh, when the sun directly aligns with Mercury, you could receive a powerful message. You could send a powerful message. You could make a, a impactful short trip in your neighborhood. Um, uh Definitely, you're going to be in likely to be in a chatty, communicative mood, and just you know thoughts just coming. And but, you, but and normally with the sun alignment with Mercury, we're going, it, it means we're thinking extremely clearly. With Mercury being retrograde, the retrograde Mercury is being a light. A light is being shown on it instead of a direct Mercury having a light shown on it. So we may not be thinking and expressing ourselves clearly, and that could be very easy to see under this influence. Um, it is; It tends to be an ideal time to make plans and initiate business deals, bargain, buy, and sell. With Mercury being retrograde, it's definitely an ideal time to recheck and go over again plans that you made perhaps to travel plans that you've made, perhaps with some uh, very important paperwork, um, plans that you've made for business deals or buying and selling something, it may be more of an ideal time to look over those, again, purchases you've already made, um, business deals that you've already made, going over those again with the fine-tooth comb, giving them a second glance, maybe a, giving a professional, if it's paperwork, legal paperwork, real estate paperwork, business paperwork, giving that, those 
to a trusted professional who can put a second pair of eyes on it, who can give it a second look, who can look at it again for you, who can scrutinize it for you, right? Um, maybe there's something that's highlighted for you that in, in the way of communication that you're going over again. Maybe, you know, something's come up relationally and you look back at an old email you sent this person and, and you're reading again and you're like, oh, well, dang, I didn't see it that way before. And yet the sun is putting the focus and the illumination on this communication for you to do something again. You've got to read this Mercury with a Mercury retrograde into it because it's not a direct Mercury. Um, a lot of people, like me, <laughs> were born with sun conjunct Mercury in their natal charts. And so, small wonder, one of the main things I do is communicate here on the radio, um, weekly with my mama's babies on the phone and online when I'm showing them particular parts of their chart and highlighting particular transits that are coming up for them in the week ahead. Um, these people are... Um, it, it actually is considered the ultimate aspect to have for communication. Um, interacting with others will be important to a person born with sun conjunct Mercury, which many, many people have. Um, and it stimulates a need to share, like I'm sharing with you guys now, to share ideas. Um, uh, th these people would have an active mind, um, but may become easily distracted when listening to others. Um, they either butt in or their mind could wander, and they're probably a better talker than listener. I can definitely vouch for this one, y'all. I told y'all this is in my natal chart. So um, it, in, in consulting with my mama's babies, definitely I'm learning the fine art of listening Um I just get excited. I'm a Sag, so that's a fire sign and a passionate sign. You know, fire signs are passionate and they're energetic and they're enthusiastic. And so if I ever butt in, it's because <laughs> I'm just excited about the direction the conversation is headed. I'm excited about what you just said and it sparked me wanting to say something. So that could be easily this energy. But that's why since the Mercury is retrograde, just be, you know, listen twice as much as you speak right now while Mercury's retrograde and the sun's in Capricorn. This this sun conjunct Mercury is going to color the entire Capricorn new moon season. That's going to last until the Aquarius new moon. That's four weeks. That's a while if you're not used to being a good listener, but it's going to benefit you in the long run. You're going, to, you're going to catch something you would have missed had you been trying to get your point across or had you been so excited like me and passionate and enthusiastic about what you have to communicate that you miss something on the listening end. That's what Mercury grade to show us, that there's a blessing in the listening. There's a blessing in shutting the F up and allowing someone to get it all out. Let them get it all out. Don't butt in. Butt out and allow them to express themselves. Jupiter's opposite Uranus for everybody. Everybody wanting to let their true expression of who they are out and show. 
So by all means, let them let it out. You be the one that accesses this sun conjunct Mercury retrograde energy at the highest level, and you just may reap and get out the rewards that it has to offer. Mercury is also sextiling Mars that same day, Wednesday, December the 28th, 5.06 p.m., 20 minutes left. I'm skipping. I'm skipping. I'll just say that Mercury sextile Mars. We already know Mercury is the mind sextile is the divine opportunity for a gift or or harmony to Mars. So once again, Mars is that impetus that wants to do something. It wants to physically do something. And with it hooked up with the mind, it could speed up your mind. It could speed up your reflexes and you could feel driven to succeed at something with a strong sense of purpose and initiative. You can also achieve a lot of work in a short amount of time. With the, I told you Mercury is real busy, and Mars ain't sitting around waiting on nobody either. So this is a very a courageous energy, and and it it ha, it carries with it a fighting spirit to take on just about anything. So business matters, negotiations, manual labor, all are favored. Um, but anything requiring just a little extra effort, mental effort, physical effort to get something off the ground, then this is going to be excellent for that. Just in time for the new moon in Capricorn, Thursday, December the 29th, 1253 a.m. Central, early rising. The moon, the new moon occurs at 7 degrees and 59 minutes of Capricorn, okay? The new moon influence, once again, does last um, through... The new moon on January the 12th, I just wanted to give you all that date. So the new moon in Capricorn energy, just like the new moon in Sag energy, lasted from November the 29th through this December the 29th where the Capricorn new moon is. Capricorn new moon is going to last from December the 29th until January the 27th when we have the Aquarius new moon, okay? So... It, it 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 is usually uh, a time about fresh starts with the new, any new moon, okay, uh, and new projects, you know. Uh, but this time with Mercury retrograde, um, and there's a, a a square a square aspect. What's the square aspect, y'all? I don't know what the hell they're talking about. Um. This time, because Mercury is retrograde, it's going to probably more than likely, we are talking about the mind here and communication, we're going to be required to think positively. That's why I say go into the 25th. If if don't nobody bring the good positive energy on Christmas Day, you bring it. Venus, Shine, Jupiter, you bring it. And watch how you're abundantly blissed as a result of that, okay? Same kind of deal around the time of this new moon in Capricorn. Because Mercury is retrograde, the 25th and the 29th, the key to to getting out of the mucky, miry environment of Mercury retrograde on the low vibration is to think positive, speak positive. If you can't speak positive, shut up and listen. Um, 
this could definitely be um, confusing, a depressing time. The Saturnian energy that governs Capricorn on the low vibration, Saturn energy can be straight up depressed, negative, pessimistic, um, dark, you know, real dark energy, dark humor, you know, that's low vibrational Saturn where it goes from, okay, I'm going to be serious and and be mature and, and be disciplined and responsible to I can't do nothing right. Every time I try to do this, it fails. Don't nobody like me. I walked up in the room for Christmas and nobody said hi to me and nobody got, walked up and gave me a hug. That's why I said you bring it to the table, to the room, because you might end up messing around and be confused or depressed if you're sitting around waiting on somebody else. You definitely should notice an improvement as the sun and Mercury begin to separate post-alignment. So after December 29th, um, when uh, after that point, it, it should kind of wane, but you still have to read that into the energy of the next whole month. But realistically, energetically, it should start to break up from being feeling so strong around the time of the new moon. The new moon astrology has the sun sextile Mars in it, uh, the sun and the moon together in the sky, both sextiling Mars. That's the that's that Mars energy that we're going to have a lot of access to, the courage, the strength, the physical uh, vitality, the confidence, right, competitiveness. Um, we're going to have the sun uh, in alignment with Mercury where, we're, it's, where our mind is busy, we're thinking a lot, we're communicating a lot, we're interacting a lot, we got a lot of paperwork going on, bills, receiving and sending letters and emails and texts and short trips and errands, and dealing with that energy, okay? And then the sun sextile Neptune, we got to read that into the new moon because it involves the sun and the moon together in the sky sextiling Neptune where that heightens our sensitivity and our ability to be more intuitive and read people and go with our gut level um, um, messages that we're receiving, psychic abilities that are enhanced, greater empathy and forgiveness and receptivity, okay, and and shared mutual understanding that you may not even have to verbalize under that influence because it can be intuited or spiritually perceived and received. So with that being said, I am going to take the rest of this time. For those that have been waiting so patiently, guess what? This is what you've been waiting for right here. we got about 14 minutes, and that's about two minutes on each sign. So let's start out. Um, I normally start out with the sign something is occurring in. So the new moon in Capricorn, I would start with Capricorn, but I'm going to mention Sagittarius, Leo, Aquarius, and Gemini first. Um, because they have the most general. Like, y'all, if you're Sag, Leo, Aquarius, or Gemini, this new moon should be, if you're vibrating right, should be easier for you to maneuver through. It shouldn't be that challenging, okay? So I'm going to hip y'all to the areas of life to focus on at this new moon from December the 29th through January the 27th, okay? Sagittarius. New moon in Capricorn means you just had a new moon in your sign in the first house. So now you're having a new moon in the second house, okay, Sag? Second house of personal finances, finances that you get money in your hand, things you collect, valuables you collect, and it's in your possession. 
So it's a money house, Baz. That's good. You got a chance to, to affect your personal finances for the next year ahead coming up at this Capricorn new moon. Plus, it's serious. And Mercury's retrograde, so you got to throw that in there. Maybe you're going to get a second chance with a money-making endeavor, a second chance for maybe a job. Sometimes jobs show up in the second house. Sometimes they show up in the sixth house. Um, You're going to get a second chance to appreciate something, Sagittarius. And so uh, definitely in the second house is governed by Taurus. Taurus, they know how to take their shoes off and walk barefoot through the mud or the dirt or whatever and just soak up the energy of the earth through their feet. They're appreciative of everything. Taurus is that energy that governs, you know, the good home cooking and just taking your time and sprinkling that love in it. That's that energy, Sagittarius. I want you to enjoy every moment of this Capricorn new moon season. Enjoy every moment of finding a new appreciation for finances you've been getting. I don't care if it's minimum wage. Find a new way to appreciate that and appreciate second house. Also talk about your natural talent, gifts, skills, and abilities. So maybe you as Sagittarius will find a new way to appreciate the ways you already have in your possession to make money, to get money, to increase your finances, to increase your possessions. It ain't, it's, with it happening at the time of a Mercury retrograde, it's not going to be nothing new. you just going to see it with new eyes. All right, Sage. Leo, uh, for you, this uh, new moon is going to be in your sixth house of work, health, daily routine, lifestyle. I bet you, Leo, you can think of some things with your health you need to try again, with your work or coworkers that you need to try again, maybe in the area of communication or paperwork, um, or an old employer, a job you've done before or had in the past kind of come back, or a project you've worked on before kind of come up. Things in your health may be coming up again for you to address them and do something new about an old health situation. Uh, or maybe an old health routine you used to do that you feel like, you know what, if I start that back up again, I'm going to have the same results, if not better than I've had before, and I could use some of those results. I could use some change in my, a positive change in my health, positive change in my work, positive change in my lifestyle and daily routine, okay? Sixth House Leo is the house where you get stressed out real easy. Do what you can do, Leo, and chunk the rest before a new moon. So it ain't about the extra and how much, it ain't about how much extra you can do regarding your health and work and coworkers and lifestyle. It's about channeling any stress that may be coming up on you surrounding these areas, giving them a positive outlet. You can do something about your health. You can take a second look at your health routines and do something positive about it. I know you can, Leo. Aquarius, you've got Capricorn New Moon going through your 12th house, okay? Um, Capricorn New Moon going through your 12th house just means that it's coming to your house. Next, Aquarius 12th is the last one before you come back to one. And when it comes back to one, it's in your sign. So before it goes in your, a new moon goes in your sign, this is the last of the new moons before that. So it's about wrapping stuff up, letting something go, 
putting something to rest, deading it, ending it. Okay, so something from the past could come back for you to go over and address it finally, with fi- addressing it now with finality, okay? Um, maybe there's a, a secret about something from the past that comes out, that comes back, and it needs to be addressed. Um, maybe something um, behind the scenes or something done in the background comes back around for you to do. Literally, like just something. Uh, maybe you work uh, with behind the scenes at a stage, you know, production, and you get an opportunity to do that again. That's very twelfth house things that are hidden or behind the scenes. Um, and it also could be a great new moon to get rid of something that maybe you thought you got rid of before, and you need to do it again to make sure it sticks this time. <laughs> So that's that's it for you, Aquarius. Pretty good. Just make it a good one so that when you do have a new moon in your sign next month, that you can you can be open and available for all that new that wants to come into that first house for you because you did the new thing again. You went over it again and did something new that aided you in bringing finality or something to a close or an end or transition, okay? Gemini, you've got Capricorn New Moon going through your eighth house of shared finances. So just like Sagittarius, it's a money house that it's going through for you, Gemini. And so when it comes to other people's money, something could be coming back around that's going to benefit you in that area for the next year, something with an old business partner, old financial partner, somebody you used to share resources with. Um, Eighth house also governs transformation. So maybe you tried to transform something before and you're going to try You're going to do it again now because you've learned so much from how trying to do it before it didn't work. You're going to give it another shot and possibly succeed at it this time. Maybe you're doing something that's mutually beneficial, that benefits you, and maybe the generation behind you, your partner, or, you know, um, again. And uh, you could also try to address something serious, an issue or a matter with someone again, okay? All right, now we got the Capricorn, especially those born, Capricorns born December 22nd through 31st. Um, happy solar return 83 more times. I know I've already said it before, but uh, you definitely, with the sun in your sign, in your deacon, you should find it easier to focus on you, easier to focus on your goals. Um, Drawing a line under the year you just wrapped up and making a confident, fresh start, especially, Capricorn, a fresh start on something old or something from before. For you, since Mercury is retrograding your sign, it may be best for second chances at anything. Take advantage, Capricorn, of any opportunity you get, especially around the sensitive time between the 28th and 30th, to do something over again, to do something different this time around, okay? Aries, especially my Aries-born actually just uh, Aries in general, it may be best for you, Aries, to focus on old goals, okay? Give them a second chance. Take advantage of the opportunities you have to pursue old goals and try to pursue old opportunities for your goals, okay? 
It's all about goals and life direction for you. Parent yourself, Aries, this Capricorn new moon, and get real serious and mature and responsible about the direction you're headed in life, especially if you have a second chance to look at something pertaining to that life direction. Libra, uh, y'all are dealing with the sun square, okay, at the time of the new moon, the sun squaring your energy, Libra. And so for you, definitely in the area of home, home improvement, family, go back over those areas in your life again and work on any emotional issues, anything that may have disrupted your um, inner foundation, okay, your core emotional security. Give something another try that you need to start from the ground up. Something that got scrapped in your life and you're going to have to start from the ground up and do it again if it's relating to home, family, emotional, your personal emotional issues specifically, it's going to be really good, Libra, okay? Um, Cancer, you dealing with the sun opposition, okay? And so um, it could be a difficult time because of your ego getting in the way of you achieving what you want, Cancer. Some competitors or enemies could oppose your efforts and challenge who you are so you have to fight to express your true identity, Cancer, and to reach your goals. You may have to tone down your self-assertion and think about what you're really trying to achieve and if it's the best option for you. For you specifically, Cancer, um, it's all about partnerships, the other. Romantic business, it don't matter. Um, and these people that you partnered up with from the past, uh, you could have another chance to partner up. You could um, have a chance to compromise um, or restore balance with some part of your life, okay? We're running really low on time, y'all. Just two minutes left. Feel free, like I said, the episode information. There's one-click email access to me. I've had people do it before. Just email me. I'll send you the horoscopes for free. At least then you'll know, and I have record of what you're supposed to be focusing on between the 28th and the 30th that's going to color your year ahead in the areas of your chart or your life that I'm describing here. For Tauruses, it can be a good time for anything educational, going back to school, giving school another chance, um, giving a place you've traveled to before another chance, or giving something you used to believe in another chance since the ninth house governs our beliefs. Um, Old opportunities to expand or grow or or advance, um, you could give those a second chance as well. Virgo, um, since Capricorn, the sign of this new moon, is a sister sign to you. Um, then it's a trine. It's trying. The sun is trining your energy, and that brings harmony, and that means your plan should work out well, especially if it's related to a hobby or something that you love or have loved and you reach out to something you've loved before, an old hobby, or get back in touch with your inner child or redo a creative project or get in the spotlight again if you're being dramatic or creative, okay? I've got just seconds to go, y'all. So my Scorpio and my... Oh, I only missed two signs. Okay, Scorpio, real quick. 
giving something a mental a second try, an old idea, something you have said before, saying it again or say, figuring out a new way to say it or learning something again, gathering information again that you may have lost. Pisces, um, for you, is friends, reconnecting with a friend, reconnecting with the group, refocusing on the old cause or giving a dream, hope, or wish a second chance. I love you all so much. Stay connected to Mama Dot Astrology. Stay connected to MyAstrologyCoach.com and Inner Peace Lighthouse. We love, love, love y'all, and I'm so excited and happy to serve you in the new Gregorian year 2017. Peace. I love y'all.